Welcome to the Renegade Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, John Maffey, Marty Linder, and Matt Black. You can find us on Twitter at FFRenegades and visit our website at FantasyFootballRenegades.com. Welcome to another Renegade Fantasy Podcast. I'll be your host, Marty Linder, and along with my other host, John Maffey, today. Um, we will not be joined by the Desperados, Matt Black. And we're going to run down the playoffs from last week. We're going to look at the playoffs for weeks 15. And we're going to do a little discussion of waiver wire picks since the playoffs have started and how those are worked in our league. And uh, let's uh, kick it off today by just having a quick rundown from last week and how everybody finished up on their picks. John, do you have that in front of you today? Um, I do. And I... Fortunately, picked everyone correct, so I got four correct, zero incorrect. Curtis was next with three correct, so three and one. All right, so then we had Matt at uh, two and two. Yes. And Marty at one and three. One and three. Magnificent week of picking for me. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look at the games. We'll run through the last week's games real quick, and we're just going to quickly, you know, we'll start off with the one seed versus the eight seed, Angry Rooster versus Chupacabra. This is a very close game. Rooster almost got Chupacabra. In my opinion, probably should have got Chupacabra just because of the, I thought the refs kind of screwed up the Patriots game, but you know what? That's part of the game, and Rooster squeezed out a 52.08 to 50.33 victory. That was a close one. Uh I was definitely watching it closely, and it was all about the defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it came down to, I think everybody had played, and it was a, the Chiefs defense playing against the Patriots. And yeah. then uh, Chupacabras, I believe, had the Titans defense playing. Who had a, Both of them had pretty good games. Like I said, I know the refs missed a, I, I thought they just called it bad. They missed a touchdown at one point, which ended up being a field goal, so there's a four-point swing, and then you don't know how that plays out the rest of the game, but... Either way, it doesn't matter. Rooster won a very... He overcame fate by beating the Chupacabras in round one because usually somebody's getting Chupacabra. Chupacabra did Chupacabra Wildebeest to get into the playoffs, but Rooster Rooster proved his mettle and uh, got into the next round. So our next game with our two seed was Desperados versus number seven Fireballs. This is a game that was close. It was 48.97 to 42.77. You know, I I really thought that Fireballs was going to pull this off. Mahomes didn't do much. That Patriots defense kind of slowed him down. And Fireballs left a lot of points on his bench. I think Desperados had a lot of garbage time. You know, the patron saint of all fantasy football players with the Houston Texans in the second half the other day. Yay, garbage time. Woohoo, garbage time. Both fireballs left. God, he left the winning on the bench. Now, he didn't start anybody you wouldn't think to start. I think Aaron Jones. I was kind of surprised he didn't start Aaron Jones, but the, the Redskins have a good defense, so that yeah. was understandable. And in our number three versus number six matchup, it's Couch Potato versus Chalupa Batman. Batman totally dominated this one with a 66.85 to 48.78 victory. I don't think it was ever really close. Going into the uh, Monday night game, you he had Carson Wentz, but you had Zach Ertz and Saquon Barkley and just pulled away. Uh, I think it was 10 points. You ended up winning by 18. Um, it you ever it film- felt close. It felt it felt close, and it was a lot closer than the final score. It, it, it was really two late touchdowns from Wentz to Ertz. And, of course, in our league, a touchdown for a quarterback is four points. Touchdown for tight end is six. So that that pumped me up basically 
to give me a nice uh, margin of victory. Do you, ever, do you ever feel like when you're in a game like that, you're just waiting for the somehow everything to twist out of the way, you know, where you lose? You you should win. You got Barkley. He should get some yards. You got Ertz. He is a favorite target. And oh, I was like, sure. I was sure I was going to lose because from last Thursday with uh, Trubisky and Robinson going off, I you know I had a big lead, really a good good showing, thirty eight points I think on Thursday for two. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of my team just pretty much tanked. Uh, I think if it wasn't for maybe the Baltimore defense and uh, Zach Ertz and. Yeah, that, I will agree that at one point I thought you were out, you it. were way out there, and then it, and you end up. Everybody played, and you were up to forty-eight, and it was, it was forty-eight thirty-eight, and I was like, "Ugh, yeah, oh, 48, yuck. 48 38 with Wentz it, against Barkley and yeah. and Ertz. And you know, theoretically, it could have been very easy for Wentz to score fifteen to twenty points, and Ertz oh, and Barkley yeah. to score four or five. So yeah, it yeah. it was it was closer, but you just kind of look at it and you go, "I should win this," but ugh, you're just so tight. Well, congratulations. That was a very nice victory, and you 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 high pointed all the playoff teams for the week. You by far and away outscored anybody by eleven. No one else scored as much as you did. In the final matchup, we had Star Riders and Horsemen. That was fifty five point oh three to thirty three point eight four. That was never really close. Star Riders pretty much just kind of consistently scored points and took control, and Horsemen's team never did very much. Yeah. One thing Good. uh we forgot to bring up about my uh, win was I was the only lower seeded team to win. Yes, you were the only underdog. I wouldn't say call underdog because at this point I'm not sure there's an underdog per se. But you were the only lower seeded team that beat the uh, the higher seeded team. Your team has been on a roll. Your team has been borderline my favorite to win the title. So we'll see if it can continue. You have a lot of issues this week, so I do a lot of injuries. Well, I just will go ahead and say congratulations to all the losers. You did make the playoffs. You guys had nice seasons. It was tough, tough road to hoe. Um, I know everybody wants to have a little more success, but hey, you know, I'm, I, you got you got into the tournament, and hopefully next year, you know, some drafting and other stuff or trades or whatever, you'll be more, you know, have a chance to win and move into the next round or win the title. Yeah, I think Marty will be willing to trade his number one pick. So just yes. get in touch with him. My, I have the number one pick. Um, give me a holler. I'm not sure. I may, I may keep it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I may move it. So I, I'm, I'm, I can drop back down in the first round if it's attractive enough. All right, well, let's uh, let's take a look at the week 15 playoffs coming up. We'll start off with the number one pick versus, or the number one seed versus the number six seed. Or I guess do we reseed at this point? You would still be the number. Well, let's let's call it a reseed. Well, right now I'm considered the fourth seed. If you look at yeah. the site. Yeah, you're technically the four seed or the six or whatever, but you do draw the number one. That is Rooster, your brother-in-law. So we have a John versus his brother-in-law, the Batman versus the Rooster. And interestingly enough, in our other matchup, in the other bracket, we have a two brothers also playing in uh, Desperados and Star Riders. Yeah, both these games are revenge games. Earlier in the season, I beat Rooster in the regular season. And Desperados beat Star Riders in the regular season. So this is a chance for uh, redemption. And just to add uh, a little bit to it, Rooster has never beaten me since he's joined the league. Oh, never use the word uh, never, buddy. Ne- my mom says she'd never move to Texas. Here we That's, are. Never use the word never. It's just the fact. I'm not saying that's not going to go forward, but I'm just saying the fact is he hasn't beaten me. So he's never beaten me. Oh. Hey, doesn't that word hurt? And uh, I'm sure he really wants to beat me. So I'm going to go ahead and pick myself. 
you you've picked yourself. I think I'm going to pick you also. Oh, now wait a second. Wait a second. No, I don't want to pick myself. You don't want to pick yourself. Would you like yeah. to pick Rooster? Or are you gonna, you I, don't want to jinx I, yourself? I wanna, it's not a jinx thing. I, I I was telling you earlier. I think my team is is having injury problems this, this week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Rooster. I've got a a big lead, four zero against everybody else. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and take pick Rooster. Rooster. Because uh, either way, I, if he wins, I'm happy. If I win, I'm happy. So, and I think that that's the way the Star Rider Desperados matchup is going to look like. I know that Matt has decided he's taking you in this matchup. He voted in ab- absentia, and I will also take you. I know you do have injury issues. You, we could run those down real quick. You got Devonte Parker in concussion protocol. Yep. Christian Kirk in a walking boot. Yep. Um, what was the other one? Le'Veon Bell and whatever's going on with that situation in the Jets. The bowling flu is what Le'Veon Bell has. <clears throat> well, he had the flu, and then he was showed up bowling when they said he wasn't going to play. There, there's more to that. We we all know Gase didn't want to have him in the first place, and you just got to wonder if what's going on there. Who knows? Maybe he wanted to play. Maybe Gase just didn't want to play him. Maybe he said, ah, if you're sick and you're missing practice, you're not playing. But I, I still like you. I don't know why. I just... I feel like, you know, I'd like to look at Rooster and it is enticing, but I just feel like you're going to have a good week this week. I think you should. You have favorable matchups all over the place. I'm picking you. Let's look at the other line matchup, which is Star Riders and Desperados. As you pointed out earlier, Desperados won that in the regular season. Desperados looks favored in this game to projections. I am going to have to take Desperados in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Desperados as well. And Matt has also taken himself in a, a turnaround from his strategy yes uh, of, he didn't want to jinx it last week yep but so we we are all in agreement with desperados now watch star riders win does anything strike you as interesting in the matchup i think both teams have a if seattle goes off this week star Riders has russell wilson and chris carson so that's always a potential for huge points i, I just think seattle's kind of fading right now and uh, get it going um, and as you pointed out in our last podcast, Houston has good matchups going forward. They do. I, 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 um, I'm kind of back. I want to backtrack on that a little bit. I think Tennessee is a lot tougher than they look. And that's going to be an interesting matchup for him with Tennessee. Other than that, I, I, I think Matt should win. He is, and I've, he is heavily invested in Tennessee. You know, his, his key players that put the most points. And my other concern is that Christian McCaffrey is not going to... They haven't projected for like 13 points, but they didn't give him the touches last week, and they were eliminated from the playoffs, and I could see them not giving him the touches this week again, just giving him about 15 and saying, don't get hurt. I have McCaffrey in the annual league, and, I, and I'm in my playoffs in that league, and I think I'm going to sit him. Um, I'm just scared, scared of him. But I'm taking Desperados anyway, because if I don't, he'll go off, and I'll end up being 0-2 or something this week or whatever, and loathing life. So, and for Kurt, we don't have picks yet. Uh, we will get them and enter them into our spreadsheets. Yes. But we will will not have them be announced on this podcast. Yes, we'll get we'll get Kurt in there officially, and then uh, next week we'll uh, run that down, announce his picks, and then going his picks for the championship. Um, so let's do a real quick. Now that we've kind of run through everything, we're going to talk about waiver pickups that have happened so far in our league. So 
the way we do it in our league is if you are not in the playoffs, if you are in the playoffs, you can no longer do waiver pickups. Your roster's set once the playoffs start for playoff teams. And so you have to play with what you got. For those of us who have missed the playoffs, we are allowed to pick up people and add to our roster. We can't exceed the roster limits. And that, so you, you get one waiver pickup a week. You don't have to make a drop. You still have the constraints of having only, we only allow people to hold two defenses. So you still have a constraint of two defenses. You can't stockpile a defense in the offseason or anything. Some of us have been taking people. We are into our second round of picks. Um, does anything stand out for you of how anybody's picked anything up? Or is anybody interesting to you? Well, I think, I think they're all pretty good pickups. I mean, if, if we just go through them, uh, last week you picked up Devlin Hodges. Yes. Pickup. Yes. Bulldogs got Lamar Miller. Why not? Yeah. Cooper's uh, took Raheem Mostert. I mean, he's he's not going to be a featured back, but he, no. he's he certainly gets work. Uh, and then we had Jayhawks pick up Gronkowski. Who doesn't love Gronkowski? Yeah. Just in case he comes back, uh, you know, why not pick him up, right? Do you think and he's going to come back? Do you think you have an over under on that? I, I, I I've got it almost zero. I don't think he's going to, but no. I know that my wife hopes he does. Um, so <laughs> then, just to get him off TV? No, no, he she loves him. She she wants him to play forever. Ah. Uh, so with the uh, second round of mm. of waivers, we did we did not have everyone participate, and I no. can't can't quickly see who did not. But uh, I can see that you picked up the Miami Dolphins defense. I think that's a solid defense. Bulldogs picked up Mark Marcus Johnson from Indianapolis, a receiver. I don't know a whole lot about him. I assume he's probably wide receiver four or five or something. So he's a four-year player. He was undrafted out of Texas. He had a huge week last week at the Buccaneers. He had, you know, he's he's been active the last few weeks. I think that receiving core is a little thin up there with T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's been out, so he's getting a little run. Um, he's in the league. That's about. And Bulldogs very- does have T.Y. Hilton, so it would make sense for him to pick up. Those yeah. other receivers. Jayhawks picked up Cameron Brait, who was someone I had traded to Bulldogs earlier in the year. I think Brait is a solid uh, tight end if you've got room on your roster to hold him. I eyeball uh, Brait. I mean, I, I I need to one more tight end on my roster, maybe two going into draft. Yeah. And um, I eyeball Brait. I was interested. I thought about it. It. I just would rather have a more number one tight end than he is. But for depth, I think he's a great pickup. Yeah, and all, all three of these actually have been on my team at one point. Uh, Tornadoes picked up Rashad Perryman, which was my 2015 first-round pick. Um, I'm a little upset that he's starting to have a, a renaissance, but, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, I thought that was a good pickup. I thought that was – yeah, I think that's, that's a good place for him, that guy, because he still has up. talent. So yeah, he, I mean, he that's why he was a first-round pick. And yeah. you just no, he, he had injuries, and as we've talked before – Production leads to production, and he didn't have it because of injuries. And now he's finally showing that maybe his talent had been there if he had been given a chance. Well, and, yeah, yeah. Receivers have to practice. They have to see the field. They have to see. De- they yeah. have to just learn the game, and you can't learn it on film or watching. And then Fireballs picked up CJ Procise, who I've always liked. I've had him on my team. In fact, I traded for him uh, with Rooster at one point, and. He just kept getting put on the back burner at Seattle, and I just kept basically getting tired of holding him on my roster. So I dropped him, I don't know, a couple of years ago, really. He's a nice player. He's just like you said, he's stuck with that plethora of running backs there. And just whoever, yeah. I hate to put you know tags on anybody, but he's injured a lot. Yeah. So, 
That's I, that hurts him. They got I what, like Sharp him a Penny. lot, but I just uh, I I think it's a good pickup because like, you never know over the off season what's going to happen, and uh, I've always liked him, so it's a good pickup in my my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's that's the beautiful part about our waiver point pickups at this time is it it's all it's all just extra. You yeah. know, it's it's fluff. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not losing out on anything. It's an opportunity to pick up players that maybe next year, you know, it, it's it's injury protection. He He's holding CJ Prosize and Rashard Penny goes down, you know, or Chris Carson goes down. And all of a sudden he's getting a lot more touches and, and he, he can play for you or yeah. and or you can trade him. You know, you, you pick up a fourth round pick or a third round pick next year for him or something, because all of a sudden he may not need him on his roster. Somebody else does. So it's all like a good investment area time for things. So. Uh, no, yeah, nobody. I haven't seen anybody that stands out on the waiver options. I mean, not thrilled with having Devlin Hodges, but there's really nothing else out there. It's a nice little pickup for me. Maybe somebody has Ben Roethlisberger would like him next year. <laughs> you never know. Um, he could easily go uh, to another team. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of draft capital behind him. If you've got a, a spot on your roster to hold on to him, I, I don't see any reason not to. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have a spot for him. I, I'm. I'm already running through cuts, and he's one of those borderline players. But the thought is, you know, if Roethlisberger randomly decides not to come back or something happens, he yeah. did look pretty good. So you never know. It's worth just throwing him on my roster and see where it, it plays out, and it's possibly trade fodder. He's young. You know, he got projected to be a middle-round pick, and then he fell for, you know, just teams just weren't – didn't don't take quarterbacks sometimes in the middle round for no reason. And he fell, and they picked him up, and now he is starting, and he's better than Mason Rudolph. So that that functions well for that team. And you did bring up a good point that all of these pickups, as nice as they are, it does add to your job of having to make cuts when it comes back around next year. Yeah. There are times when you may cut 10 players or more. Yes. Uh, and it's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be one of those lists. I'll do all four waiver pickups and I have six draft picks, so I'll have 10 players to cut at the end of this at the, at the next season going into the season. And it does get tough. Yes. And one thing uh, you didn't point out was that everyone gets one more waiver on week 17. That's right. I totally slipped my mind. That's a good point. Everyone gets an added waiver at the end. So once the season's over, champion everybody, you get a, you get a run through the waivers. So has anybody picked up anybody interesting with that waiver pickup? Um, hold on a second. Hey, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go back out on the course, Everett. Okay. Um, no, we were well, just finishing up the waiver picks. That I, I was asking if you thought of, can you think of anybody that's ever been picked up in week 17 that's interesting, week that made a roster? I, you know, I haven't gone back and looked, but I certainly know that from my own experience, I've enjoyed those pickups. And I, I couldn't really tell you which week they came in on. But on, on the years that I didn't make the playoffs, I really enjoyed picking up those extra players. But players that I really liked, didn't, I didn't have room on my roster to keep them at the time. And it just gave me, you know, just a little bit of fun to think, okay, you know, here's, here's somebody that could be, could be somebody. And I guess one that worked out for me this last year was Chris Connolly, even though he mm -hmm. didn't really do that well. But I picked him up, pretty sure it was late. Uh, and he's been somewhat serviceable. And certainly with DJ Chark going off, uh, th and this week with DJ Chark being injured, I thought about starting Conley, but I decided to go with Bell instead. The, rather, go with two running backs and three receivers mm -hmm. than four receivers and 
one running back. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good idea. I'm running through and seeing if I can see any past league transactions that look rather interesting. Um, nothing's popping up. Nick Foles, you picked up Nick Foles on the last pick. Yeah, but then I dropped him. <laughs> not that you know it, there's nothing wrong with nick Foles. He he's not a great player but for a guy you pick up on waivers in the last week you can't really complain about that no 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 nothing there albert wilson ryan griffin no yeah no that's about it i think we've looked looking through them i don't see anything i can check one more year here nope 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 no that's about it nothing super interesting Jordan Akins, who I believe now is on my roster. Jordan Bulldogs had Jordan Akins, who I believe I have now on my roster. That guy is old for a rookie. Did he go in the NFL late, I assume. I like I like having him on my roster because he it's a twenty eight year old rookie or a third year player, or second year player. Well, I think we've uh, kind of covered everything. Do you have anything else on the top of your mind that you want to discuss, or are you good to go? Covered the playoffs. Covered this point in the season. Um, well, I think then we can wrap it up. Um, you know, we can finish up another fantastic, exciting, dramatic, impactful Renegade Fantasy, Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. Have you uh, listened to the last podcast yet? No, I've been doing other stuff. It's just a little higher than you expect. All right, we're ready to. We're gonna. We're we, we just talking about the playoffs today. Boy, this is just really unprofessional. I care. I pre, you know, I have trouble listening to myself on our recordings. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just annoying. Just annoying. <laughs> you didn't get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantasy Football Renegades Dynasty Podcast. Yeah, I switch when I switch like three words around. It's five <laughs> words. <laughs> Fantasy Football Renegades Dynasty Podcast. I suppose. I know that's how I sound. And I had more energy today, and I'm in a better, better mood. Wow, you really put me on the spot there. Woohoo! Garbage time. Yay, garbage time.